And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. I'm going to mute that song because I've never heard it before and I, quite frankly, don't know what it is. So I think it's more important than we have this fantastic guest on our show today. We've got Emma Heidi, who is our candidate for mayor in the Hornsby election that's coming up this Saturday. Any of you who haven't been uh, sort of been woken up in, in the area of Hornsby in the last couple of weeks, we have got an election this Saturday. It's a very exciting time. It's a very exciting time. I'm actually super excited for the first time about elections in a long time. And, and I'm talking to a lot of people around Hornsby. I'm talking to businesses around Hornsby and everybody feels the same way. It's, um, it's an opportunity. It's a chance for some fresh faces, some fresh um, ideas, um, some new conversations. And I think that's what everyone's really excited about. So we've got Emma on the program today. Um, let me just put in a quick plug before we begin uh, with Emma, which is all about um, Hornsby North Public School, sausages, cakes. You have to vote on the day, people. You have to vote because that's what Hornsby's all about. It's all about community spirit. It's about supporting your local PNC or your lo- local community group. So don't pre-vote. Don't go down there and go, oh, I'll just do it at lunchtime because I've got the time and I'll get it over and done with. No, be part of your community. Get down to your local sausage sizzle. Uh, turn a sausage. Don't have to eat the sausages. You can just watch them making sausages. Buy a cake for Saturday night and, and just get out there and talk to local people because I've noticed in the last ugh, five years, Years of doing the election day stalls at Hornsby North Public School, that whenever people come out, it's it's a community event. They sit there, they talk, they chat to one another. It's never about politics, I might add. <laughs> Nobody's talking about the election. Everybody's just having a chat and enjoying one another's company and being part of your local community. So don't pre-vote. Make sure you get out on Saturday and enjoy that opportunity to connect with the people around you. So um, I'd like to firstly welcome Emma Heidi to the show. Thank you so much for coming today. I'm really excited. It's, um, it's going to be an awesome show because we're going to talk all about um, what you as the Greens candidate for mayor are going to provide and tell me a little bit about the candidate that you've got standing with you as well. So let me know who's who's on your ticket. We've got uh, Greens candidates in all three wards, in A and B and C. Is that the first time that that's happened? It's been a little while since we've had that. Uh-huh. But, um, we've had um, Greens councillors uh, not on the, this current uh, council, but the one before we had two Greens councillors. Um, in A and C wards. So we've got David Centinella in A ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got fabulous young uh, candidate Joey Nafita in B ward. Mm-hmm. And I'm the lead candidate in C ward as well as running for mayor. And those of you who don't know which ward you're in, because that's a question that I've been asked a lot from people who are there asking about the um, election, is you can go to, is it the Electoral Commission website that you can go to to find out more or what's the best way to find out? Yeah, you can do that. Uh, you can Google uh, Hornsby Shire boundaries and mm-hmm. it will pop up mm-hmm. or you can just turn up on the day because the people at the polling booth will be able to tell you where which um which ward you're in and we'll be able to um, allocate you the right bit of paper to vote on yeah that's awesome that's awesome so um there's lots happening in hornsby council in the air in sort of changes that have been going on lately so tell me Take me through some of the things that have been happening in the Hornsby. Um, Emma, I don't think that your mic's actually working. I'm just looking at the events. Can you? Can I get you to switch over to that mic over there? And then give me a little tester. Can you hear me better? Ah, Alexa? that's better. Yay. You've got some decent levels now. Okay, right, that's better. So um, there's been a lot of changes happening in Hornsby Council. Um, we're obviously going to have a new uh, Liberal candidate. We're going to have well, new candidates for all. Um, as we know, Steve Russell's not, not running again, which means we've got the opportunity for some really fresh ideas. And we've heard some of your fantastic fresh ideas in um, some of those local... Uh, you've really been getting out there and you've been talking to the local people and community groups. So take me through some of your major proposals that you've got to really change things in Hornsby? 
Well, a lot of the, what we've been talking about is support for small business, actually, because we feel really strongly that, um, <laughs> that small business is, is not just the economic heart of a community, but it's also the social heart of a community. And um, the family small businesses that um, of all types and descriptions in all the little villages in the Hornsby Shire are so important to bringing us together and uh, and also providing local um, employment opportunities because mm. it, it's crowded out there on the roads and it's crowded out there on the trains and if you've got an opportunity to work locally, people jump at it and that's um, fantastic for families and, and um, older people as well and um, and it, it keeps our communities together. I really like what you said there. During the day. I really like what you said there about being being part of a village and that village feel because I think we were just talking about this before in the waiting room it's it feels as though Hornsby's kind of lost its soul and lost its spirit it happens at a grassroots level but as a whole we're we're losing our identity how how would you like to see that changed and brought back to life in in your role as mayor I'd really like to celebrate the the villages because they are villages. You know, places like Mount Cole are really different from Asquith and that's really different from Beecroft and that's really different from Barara Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, and each place does have its its own feel and it's got its own community groups who are doing such amazing work um, on all sorts of local issues, supporting local people and employing local people. So a, a celebration of kind of who we are and the diversity of who we are would be a great place to start, I think, because like you say, Hornsby is kind of... It, feels like we've been, um, yeah, taking some pretty neglected. big punches lately. Neglected. We've been and neglected. Yeah. yeah and I'll that's say what it. other people are saying to me. Like, I've been doing an awful lot of door knocking and, and they say, you know, Hornsby Council doesn't care anymore and hasn't for a long while. Yeah. So I think we need uh, a reconnection between Hornsby Council and the wonderful council staff doing all their fabulous stuff and, and us as residents, um, ratepayers, who who pay our rates um, every year and then wonder where the money goes. Um and there needs to be a, a bigger conversation and a bigger connection between um, ratepayers and, and Hornsby Council, I think. Now, you're obviously the Greens candidate. So can you take me through some of those policies that are fairly fundamental and we recognise to be Greens policies and how you're going to implement those in Hornsby? Um, we've obviously got, we're known as the Bushland Shire. We've got a proud heritage of being very well connected with our natural resources. Um, is that something you're going to build on in the role as mayor? Certainly is. Uh, but I think, first of all, the biggest thing that people are telling me they want action on is the overdevelopment. And it doesn't matter where you are, it's impacting you. Uh, it's impacting on our roads and our schools. And it has to stop because it's um, destroying what we have and what we have is so beautiful. But, but who has control over that? Because I, I've spoken to various people in the last couple of years. Because, I, mean, I live in Asquith. I have, I think I counted 22 five-storey developments within a two-kilometre radius of my house, which is hilarious. But... I mean, I, I know you're going to say that that can stop, obviously can't stop the buildings halfway through being built, but who's in charge of those approvals? Because I hear people from council blame the state government and say that it's a state government jurisdiction along the Pacific Highway. And then I hear the state government going, no, no, it's 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 the councillors and they're the ones who have led it all through. So it would be good as a start for the people to know who is responsible for these decisions and who can stop it. You're right. It's it's both state and local government. And I think because we've had one party in charge of, of both um, areas of government, it actually hasn't worked in our interest. You think that they would be able to cooperate to make sure we, they, they got fabulous outcomes for their local constituents. But in fact, it really hasn't worked like that. I think you're right that the state government is largely in control of establishing the quotas that Hornsby Council need to fulfil in terms of the number of apartments and new houses um, Hornsby approves. So the state government does set those numbers. But 
Hornsby Council is ahead on its quota. We've more than done our share. Oh, I did not know that. So we don't need to accept the idea that we need to build and build and build um, seven days a week as fast as we possibly can to keep up with those requirements from the state government. I'm going to give you a bit of a curly one now. You mentioned that you'd like to see um, a slowing down of the development, but how is that going to help small business to grow if they don't, A, have the customers around us or the staff or the, you know, the increase in population, which would you would assume go hand in hand with the success of small business? Isn't that sort of counterproductive to what small business can do? In fact, I think the overdevelopment has been a real problem for small business, actually. I understand what you're saying in terms of population increase and hopefully new customers, absolutely. But it's been incredibly disruptive. I was talking to um, a couple the other day who run a very small business um, from a, a premises which is now being redeveloped. And they're very, very anxious about what will happen to them next because premises are really um, expensive. It and hard to come by, yeah. Hard to come by, yeah. And uh, they employ about 20 people and it's been growing over the last few de- years. But, um, but yeah, that anxiety about where next is a very real one. And people in Pennant Hills um, are facing the same thing. You know, redevelopment is coming their way. They, they know about that. But as a small business, well, where do you go if, if your um, offices are being redeveloped? Um, hmm. You know, it's, it's not necessarily an easy thing to relocate and find somewhere near your customers and um, somewhere appropriate for your type of business. So I think uh, redevelopment is great in some ways, but um, it can be really um, have a big impact on small business. And I, I just feel that, for example, in Beecroft, to take a case study, when those simultaneous developments were taking place there, there was no one who was looking after small business at all. There was really no one on council who was looking after, looking out for the the people affected by um, by such massive redevelopment, and they were left to fend for themselves. And I really don't think that's good enough. Yeah, that, well, that's my that brings me around to my my next um, number one question that I've been asking all the candidates around, which is, can you here on Small Biz Matters uh, state that if you were to be elected mayor and that the the Greens came into power and, and were, got some um, councillors on on the what's the word on council, <laughs> that you would be um, supporting the idea of having an economic development officer? I think we've been really remiss in not having one for so long and I think we're, we've really paid the cost for that. I, I would definitely support the idea of having an economic development officer. I think it's really crucial. And what about the idea of having maybe a subcommittee of small businesses that can feed into that economic development officer and feed into council in terms of ideas and concerns that small business has? Absolutely. Because I think I could put together about 10 people in about five minutes who would be happy to sit down once a quarter and discuss their concerns with council. But I guess that's what I'm saying. There hasn't been an open line of communication because that role of economic development officer hasn't been there. Yeah, it and and I can't wait for that to happen. Mm. Um, and if I'm not elected, I'll, I'll keep saying the same thing because well, you've I think been, it matters been, so you've much. You've been saying how important it is for for ages, ever since I've known you, you've, you've recognised how important that is. Now, take me through some of the um, the environmental changes that you'd like to see happen, improve, if you will. We've got a great natural resources team, um, but there's, there's things that there's always room for improvement. So what would you like to see happen if you become mayor? Well, I think there's... Actually, not if, when. <laughs> She's here, everyone. <laughs> what the first thing I'd really like to see is the council getting involved in assisting small business with electricity costs because electricity, you know, the prices are skyrocketing and it doesn't look like they're coming down anytime soon. But there's amazing things you can do with bulk purchasing and facilitating that sort of purchases um, for PV panels on the top of buildings. Right. So and, and, you know, we, you were only saying the other day, there's pool. 
the that pool. just goes begging. There's a huge yeah. roof there that's got all that exposure to sunlight. What was it? What was the number of houses you said that that could actually power? It can power fifty six houses. No, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it is so big and and it's fabulous. It's flat. There's no trees around it, so it doesn't get any shadowing at any times of the day or any times of the year. And it's a, just a total no brainer. Of course, it should be covered in um, solar panels right. because these days the price is is coming down a lot, hmm. and it would pay for itself in in two or three years. Now, a lot of what you're saying is um, cost money. And we were mentioning just before uh, we came on air that um, Hornsby Council, I don't know, I haven't looked at the books. Um, the only thing I look at in the annual report is I get depressed because I see that the word small business never appears in the annual report, but we won't go there. Um, what you're talking about costs money, costs taxpayers and ratepayers money. So does do these plans that you were thinking of, does that just got to push us further into the red at what cost? I mean, it's a, it's a big thing that the Liberals talk about, that, you know, we have to be economically viable, we have to be responsible with ta- taxpayers' money, um, I'm not suge- suggesting what you're doing would be irresponsible, but how do you balance that, um, the balancing of the books with the importance of these new infrastructure plans? I think Hornsby Council absolutely has a responsibility to look after ratepayers' money in a very prudent fashion, and I certainly wouldn't be advocating any risk-taking at all, particularly after the risky kind of um, behaviour we've seen that's left us $222 million in, in a budget crisis. So, yeah, you'd have to look at the books very, very carefully before you spent anything at all. But the types of uh, um, energy measures I'm talking about are efficiency measures. They would actually bring costs down for the council if it invested in um, energy efficiency and, and energy freedom measures and also it would bring costs down for small business and there's a there's a huge need for that. Mm. Now talk me through that major problem that you just discussed there. It's been in the news in the last few weeks which is the issue with the t- losing the $22 million worth of um, rates to Parramatta. I mean, I don't quite understand how this timing of this had worked that we were still collecting rates when officially those houses and those properties belonged to the other council how do we solve this problem moving forward? If it's not going to be a Liberal mayor and it's not going to be a Liberal council, how does a non-Liberal council talk to a Liberal state uh, government to talk about bringing these, this, this all back to the table and solving it? What's the solution? It's, yeah, it's a bizarre situation we're in at the moment where Hornsby Council has been collecting rates from residents in, now in Parramatta and refusing to hand those rates over. I mean, it, it's really unethical stuff. In fact, it's illegal. And I think it should stop immediately because some ratepayers expect that um, the rate money should be used to, to pay for services that they're receiving. Doesn't that just make us look bad as well? It makes local government look really dodgy. I mean, it's no surprise that everyone's kind of disillusioned and really cynical about local government when you when you hear about decisions like this. You think, wow, in the corporate world, you know, you'd be out on your ear mm. if, um, if you made these The small business decisions. world in particular. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what, what, what's your immediate solution to that? Is it that that money gets um, I think organised? Hornsby Council should hand that money over to Parramatta because it is legally theirs. And what do we do about that big black hole we've now got because we've lost all those homes to Parramatta because of the um, de-amalgamation process? We need that um, those areas back into Hornsby because Hornsby can't um, be a viable council without those large areas of Epping and Beecroft and Carlingford and the state government need to come in and step in and uh, give those areas back to Hornsby urgently. They're the ones that stripped Hornsby of those areas and that needs to be remedied kind of ASAP. And is that a conversation for Matt Keane or is that a conversation for the local government's minister? Uh, Local government minister Gabrielle Upton needs to take action. It's fairly extraordinary that it's been going on since last May and there's been no, no word from her at all on it so we need her to step in and, and um, yeah, 
put put Hornsby back together again. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Emma. I know you're super busy. You were just saying that you were doing some door knocking, which is great. And I know I've seen you pop up at lots of different community groups. So it's really great to see you engage with the community. Now, um, Emma, of course, is just one of our candidates who is representing uh, the C Ward um, for the Greens. There is a Greens candidate in all the wards, as there is for all parties, which I think is very exciting for the people of Hornsby. It doesn't matter who you vote for. We have choice. Uh, please do your homework. There are some great articles in the Monthly Chronicle, the Bush Telegraph, the Hornsby Advocate. There are actually some really fantastic pieces of information out there that you can learn about the candidates. As, and as we were saying at the, at the beginning of the, of the show, um, it's really important that you get to know those people. People aren't asking about what I should vote for. They're asking about who they should vote for. And these people live and work and exist in your local community and represent your local community interests. So make sure you do your homework. Talk to one another. Talk to community leaders that you know and trust. Uh, read the paper. Get to know those candidates really, really well. Do your research. And don't just go into the on Saturday, you're not allowed to vote before, remember. Don't just go to your uh, your your Saturday polling booth, which will, of course, be Hornsby North Public School. Don't just turn up and just go, oh, I can't be bothered and do a Mickey Mouse vote. It, it is a total waste of your time. Make sure it counts because everybody's vote, Emma's vote is the same as my vote, is the same as your vote. So make sure that you, you make that count. Look, thank you once again for coming on the program. It's been fantastic. Thanks and I'm so not much, allowed Alexi. to say I'm not allowed to say good luck, am I? I'll say chookers because that's what we say in the dance world. Chookers, uh, and uh, we'll be back after this with some fantastic um, up and coming events on the Hornsby calendar on Small Biz. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters. We'll be back after these community service announcements. And welcome back to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. Those of you who were just in uh, listening before the break, we were talking to the lovely Emma Heidi, who is our mayoral candidate for Seaward. Uh, well, she's actually the candidate for Seaward, and she's our mayoral candidate for the Greens. So thank you very much for coming on the program. She was talking all about how small business is so important uh, to her, and she'd like to see an economic development officer on council. Now, I've been banging on about this for the last few months, to be honest, but I think what's really important about having that person on council is it's uh, a voice for the businesses in Hornsby, someone who works on council to support businesses and also make sure that they're being heard with issues such as overdevelopment um, and also some lovely social events as well. There's some great councils around us doing great work with their economic development officer and I'd like to see Hornsby Council have one as well, but it's great to see that Emma supports that. I know, for example, that Janelle McIntosh, another mayoral candidate for the Labor Party, is also in support of that. So let's get everybody to the table and get at least that happening. As I said before the break, there's lots and lots of um, people to choose from. In all the wards, we have uh, representatives from all the major parties, which is great news. So you have got choice. So that's the show for today. Just a quick one to talk through uh, what Emma Heidi stands for in her candidate for mayor. Um, she's one of the fabulous candidates we have in Hornsby. Let's get uh, some fresh ideas. Let's get some fresh thinking. We've got really fantastic candidates on offer, so make sure you do your homework and your research on who's out there. Uh, don't make it a donkey vote because every vote counts and it's really important that you are spoken for in terms of what, what appeals to you. So thanks for joining us here on Small Biz Matters. We will be back next week with another lineup of fabulous guests. Uh, thank you for joining us and we'll see you on Triple H 100.1 FM.